Amen. So, um, had surgery and he's uh, has to take it easy, and he's trying to be a good patient. And you know, the callings of God and the work of the kingdom is is down in his bones. So, please help him to carry the load and do whatever the Lord puts on your heart to help and assist. We're going to continue to keep Pastor D's in prayer. Also, if we could pray for Nancy. Ulrich, 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 Ulrich. Um, so Nancy is Nancy is a miracle. This is Barbara's daughter, and she was in the ICU and uh, really in in a rough spot. But the Lord met her, touched her body, and uh, she still needs healing, needs healing in the heart. And so we're going to pray for Nancy. Can we just lift our voice? We're going to pray for Pastor D's and Nancy this morning. Jesus, thank you, thank you for your Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the the power of your word, the authority of the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak healing, complete and total healing over Pastor D's in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Lord, complete and total healing over Nancy in the name of Jesus. Heal her body. God, encourage this family. Lord, lift their spirit. Your will would be done. Hallelujah. And Lord, for everything that takes place this morning, God, pour out of your spirit. Bring revelation. Open our eyes. Open our ears to hear, hallelujah, that you would be glorified in Jesus' name. Everyone said, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, if you would turn to Matthew chapter 22, we'll start there. And so I I may be a little bit of preaching and teaching and... uh, but Louie here gave me an apple, so I've got the teacher is going to be in the house here a little bit. The Lord Jesus, help us to teach and learn the word. So I got an apple. Thank you for that. Um, it's a wonderful spirit of the Lord here. Jesus does everything perfect. Jesus does everything right. And um, God is doing great things in the earth today. There was a young man in prison this morning. And he said, I need to find a way because the way that I'm going ain't working. That's awesome. That's an awesome testimony. Realize, you know what, the way I'm working, the way I'm going ain't working. I need another way. Jesus is the way. He says, I'm not convinced of that yet. I said, that's all right. Just give give us some time. Get into the word of God and let's let's just see what the Lord will do. So Matthew chapter 22, you're going to help me preach this morning. Do I have any preachers that are going to help me this morning? Matthew chapter 22, we'll start at verse 1. Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king which made a marriage for his son. And he sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the, mar- to the wedding, and they would not come. And again, he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which were bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen, my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it and went their their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth and sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their cities. Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they that were bidden were not worthy. Go 
ye therefore unto the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid them to the marriage. So went the servants, went into the highways, and gathered together as many as that were found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came to see the guests, there was a man which had not a wedding garment. Then, and he said unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to his servants, Bind him hand and foot, take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Amen. So I want to preach for a little, for a little while, covered in Christ. Covered in Christ. Why don't we just lift our voice, lift our hands, lift our heart to him. Jesus, we magnify you today. Jesus, we need you. Hallelujah. Lord, we, we're in need of a Savior. Help us, oh God. Your word, your word is anointed. Help us, oh God. Speak your word. Speak your truth. God, your will would be done. Lord, penetrate into our mind and our heart. Help us to understand your will in the name of Jesus. Everyone said in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't we clap your hands again unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Worship. Amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Again, it's a privilege to be sharing the word of God. The word of God is a is able to transform and change lives. We need the Word of God, not only on a Sunday morning, but you got to go home yourself and study the Word and get it into your bones, get it into your life, and just just let it be a part of, of who you are, and it will transform your thinking and your understanding. It's important where you get your information from. It's important that you have the right understanding of who He is. And and in our text, we've, we've got this the kingdom of heaven is like unto. It's, it's, it's a marriage supper that, that the Lord Jesus here is he's teaching in parables. He, he wanted to teach in a way, he wanted to share the word in a way that it would be easily understood. And, and here the, the, the king has laid out a spread and the king has, has made an invitation. And I'm so thankful that God is still making an invitation. Amen. Because the kingdom of heaven, I believe, is at hand and, and God's kingdom is is not far and so the 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 need to to be um be in the kingdom and he comes into this marriage eventually after those that were busy those that were doing other things those that were making excuse but thankfully he found some that were willing he found some that said I want to be there amen he's not going to force anybody to live for him but if you want to be there if you want to be a part of his kingdom and and answer the call then say yes right because many many are called but what happens between the calling and the choosing, I believe, ends up in your department, in your mind, and in your heart, whether or not you choose. There's no question whether or not he calls, because the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, but he died for us while we were yet sinners. He didn't, he didn't wait for us to be, be perfect, but he died. He loved me first, and then I loved him. And so, so the call is still going out this morning for whosoever will, and, and the call is there, come, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden. The call is still, come on, I've got the answer. I'm still the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, 
and the life. And so those that answered the call were able and were found worthy to get in to this, this, this marriage. And again, there is a marriage supper of the Lamb that I'm looking forward to, that, that God, no doubt, he said, Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. You gotta be ready. You gotta be prepared, amen. You can't miss that day. Don't don't miss that day for anything. No no type of merchandise. No no time of, no 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 type of earthly possessions. No no type of earthly relationships. If those are if relationships are taking you away from the things of God, then then again, if it's it's your own wife, it's your own husband, then be faithful to God and just trust that God is going to work upon that individual. Huh? Don't 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 stay committed and stay serving each other and and just stay faithful to God. God will work those battles. But 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 if if it's a situation where there's not that type of relationship and that you know they're no good for you, then you've got to you've got to do what's right in the sight of God. You've got to make a decision to live for God. Make a decision to live for God. And if there's something you can't escape from, then still make a decision to live for God. God will fight for your for you. But there was he found one that he that was at that wedding, the Bible says, that did not have a wedding garment. That was not arrayed or attired in the proper dress. And so I want to talk to you this morning about the covering that is found in Christ. And so Genesis, in the book of Genesis, you know, is a powerful, powerful book. Every book is powerful. But, but the, the Genesis chapter 3, when it, when it talks about Adam and Eve, and, and, and you know, uh, Genesis chapter 1 and 2 says that man and woman were created in the image of God, that you are, you are valuable because he deemed you to be valuable. You are important and special and have a purpose because Almighty God, God formed you, breathed into you, and made you something of value and worth. Make sure that you get your value and worth from what the Bible says and what the Word of God says, not maybe with somebody else or some ill-informed individual or, or some celebrity status or, or what Instagram says or what kind of social media deems you to be important and valuable. You are valuable because the Word of God says you're valuable. You are created in the image of Almighty God. God. And so God breathed into man. Man became a living soul. He put man in the garden. He gave man authority. He gave man a purpose. He gave man an identity of who he was. He, he gave man the ability. Uh, Adam and, and God were there. God, Adam was naming the animals and, and uh, God allowed him opportunities to serve the kingdom of God and, and, and to be a blessing. He was there to till the ground and turn some things over. He was there to, to dress it and to keep it. You know what? You have a purpose in the kingdom of God. Your, your voice is powerful. Your life is powerful. You're there to turn some things over because some people are lost. Some people need to see that there's a better way. Somebody needs to know that there's a God in heaven that loves them and you're the one to tell them. You're the Jesus that they may only ever see. You have a purpose in the kingdom. 
And so Adam, and then God recognized what Adam needed, and he brings, he brings Eve and, and a helpmeet, and, and, and they together were, were a wonderful couple. They together were the embodiment of the will of God, cleaving together, working together, and then it was the serpent, right? It was the same old uh, uh, attack and the same old um, method that he always used, uh, Genesis 3 and verse 1, Yea, hath God said. Does God really mean what he says? Is God's word really true? And that was the attack. He said some things were right. He said you're going to know good and evil. Well, that, he was right there. But he said you're not going to surely die. That was a lie. That was a lie from the devil. And did God really say? So, so your adversary this morning wants you to question the validity of the word of God. Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man be born of water and spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Did God really say that? Is that really the word of God? Well, we understand that the, the scriptures bear it out that when they saw that it was good for food and, and Eve was deceived, but Adam, Bible says, by one man's sin, sin entered into the world. Adam disobeyed the voice of God. And the Bible says in verse 7, And the eyes of them were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together. They were naked. They, they, were, they, were, they were covered by the Spirit and by the Word of God. Before they ate of this forbidden fruit, they were covered by the Word of God. They were covered under obedience. And so uh, there was no shame and there was no guilt. But disobedience to God's Word, that's simply what sin does. That's what simply sin is, disobedience to the word of God. And when they, when they ate of it, when they disobeyed, their eyes were opened, and they knew they were naked and realized they must be covered. And the Bible says that they made, they sewed fig leaves together and tried to cover themselves. And it says, then they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden, and, and, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God. Now, if you're a parent and you call your children, they're going to recognize your name and hopefully they'll come to you, right? They should come to you. They understand who they are. But when they heard the voice of God, they ran the other direction. They lost sin, made them lose their identity with who they are. You have to understand who you are. The Word of God says that you're called for a purpose. He's willing that none would perish, but that all would come to repentance. Amen. You are, are, were, were born to be a son and daughter of God. That is your identity. Your identity is not your past, your identity is not your failures, your identity is not what someone says, but your identity is what the Word of God deems you to be. And so they, they lost their identity. They, they forgot who they were. And it says, they, Adam says, I heard your voice and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And so sin separates God from man or man from God. Why does God hate sin so much? Because it separates man from God. God doesn't want to be separated from man. And so shame and guilt 
John chapter 10, verse 10 says, The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. And so your adversary is not satisfied with just stealing stuff from you, but he wants to kill you. Not only does he want to kill you, but he wants to completely destroy your life and everything attached to it. But if you're here this morning, if you have family members that are alive, then he has not accomplished that goal, and there is still hope for you and I today. There's still hope for you and I today. And so the Bible says in Genesis chapter uh, 3 and verse 21, unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothed them. And so it wasn't good enough what Adam and Eve did. They could not cover themselves. They could not save themselves. Amen. You can't save yourself. But Almighty God set a principle in the Word of God that at the blood of an innocent animal that there would be a covering for their nakedness. And so at the blood of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. That's when John the Baptist, he sees Jesus walking and says, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. I've got to be covered in Christ. I need his blood applied to my life. My own righteousness, the Bible said, is as a filthy rag. Amen. The best among us, whoever you are, still falls short of what, what the, the, the goodness and, and, uh, of God and the salvation of God. Uh, we're saved by his grace. Grace is the unmerited favor of God. I didn't do anything to deserve it, neither did you, but he gave it his love for us anyway. And so Adam and Eve had to be clothed with this skin of the animal. Blood had to be shed upon them in order for God to do the work. Now, he calls out to Adam, and he says, first, Adam, where art thou? Right? Now, does God know? Is there some things he doesn't know? Well, surely he knew where Adam was. But he needed Adam to recognize where he was. He needed Adam to recognize that he was in the wrong place when it came to God. God needs you this morning to recognize if you've not been born of water and of spirit, he needs you to recognize that you are not in the right place regarding God's word and God's obedience. But God did. But that was, that was an important step. But God was willing because he, it wasn't Adam looking for God. It wasn't Adam looking for the Lord. It was the Lord looking for Adam. It was the Lord calling out to Adam. But Adam had to acknowledge where he was. The first step in being right with God is repentance. The first step is understanding, Lord, I need you. Lord, there are things in my life that are just not good. There are things in my life that are broken that I need fixed. God, here I am. This is where I am. This is where you found me. God didn't condemn Adam for being found there, but he started a plan. The Bible says that he is the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. It, 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 it is God's will and purpose to restore man to God, to restore that relationship uh, right back to him. But he commended his love, Romans 5 and 8, 
his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, that he went to Calvary out of his own free will. Amen. Man, the Bible says in James 1 and 14, every man is tempted when he is drawn away with his own lust and is enticed. Don't blame God, can't blame him, but it's our own lust. It's on our own passions, our own sinful desires. But there's a God in heaven that is willing, oh, that is ready, that is willing to restore man in relationship with God. But Adam needed to be clothed by Almighty God. There was something that they could not do. The Lord made coats of skins. In Exodus chapter 12, or Exodus, the book of Exodus, it talks about the children of Israel and that they're in bondage uh, in Egypt. They're in slavery. The Bible says in Exodus 1 and 11 that the Egyptians set forth taskmasters to afflict them with burdens. And, and they afflicted them, and, and they, they, put, uh, uh, they, they put burdens on them, and they made them labor in all manner of service, uh, hard labor, in bitter with, with they made their lives bitter with hard bondage. I, I don't have to say it, but it's important to say it, and maybe I need to say it, that sin will bring you into bitter lives. Sin will lead you down a bitter, hard road of bondage and, and addiction and strongholds that, that will affect your spirit, your emotions, and, and, and may, may just, just will wreak havoc upon the human condition. Sin which is disobedience to God, all manner of sins, all manner of things that we can get involved with. Oh, I'll never do that. Oh, I'll never do that. Do this or do that. Don't, don't ever doubt the power of your own flesh. Don't ever discount the, 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 the depravity of your own condition. That The Bible says that, that oh, wretched, Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am, that, that the flesh the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 is enmity with God. It's a hostile toward the things of God. It's not subject to God, neither indeed can be. Your flesh will never be um, uh, uh, restored or your flesh will never be, uh, what do you, when you go through that and you go through rehab, rehabbed. Your, your flesh will never be going to be rehabbed where it will be back. It, it, because it's just not capable of doing it. It's not subject to God. It's it's dirt and just a glorified mud ball, one preacher said. It'll go back to the dirt and to the dust. And uh, read Genesis chapter 3, the Lord told the serpent, you're going to eat of the dust. And so that's where he likes to work. That's where he likes to eat. And, and so we need to walk in the spirit. And so they were in, in hard bondage and sin will, will weigh you down with hard bondage. But <laughs> that's not the will of God for you. And I'm thankful that there was a plan. There was a plan of escape in Exodus chapter 12. I'm getting there. Exodus chapter 12, the Lord told Moses, 12 and verse 2, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Now, I'm so thankful that God can just 
just say that. Just, you know, don't matter what day it is, don't matter what time of the month, it doesn't matter what the calendar says, it doesn't matter what the doctor says, it doesn't matter what maybe your friends or your loved ones say about you, it doesn't matter what your friends say, but God can just out of nowhere say, you know what, today's going to be the beginning of a new year. Today is going to be the start of something brand new. Today I'm going to do a new work. Today is going to be a, a resurrection day. Today is going to be a, a restoration. Today is going to be a day of victory. Nobody can do that. But the way to victory was they had to take a lamb from the house. They had to, they had to take a spotless lamb, a, a male lamb, a, sp- a lamb without blemish, a lamb without spot. And they had to put that blood, strike it upon the doorpost, verse 7, uh, upon the upper doorpost of the houses where you shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh of it at night with fire, unleavened bread. And, uh, and, it shall, and they shall eat it. And for verse 12, for I will... Pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt will I execute judgment. I am the Lord. God is a good God. God is a God of love. But God is also a God of judgment and righteousness and truth. He always makes an escape, amen, for mankind, but mankind has to obey the word of God. He loved his people. He loves you this morning. He went to the cross because he loved mankind. But if I could say it, it's not enough that he did that. His love for me and my faith in that demands obedience to the word of God. I've got to obey. And so he told them, to put the blood on the door. And he said in verse 13, and the blood shall be a token upon the houses where you are. Will be a token. Will be a evidence that you have listened to what I said. God is looking for people to listen to what he says. This is the word of God, right? Just preaching the word. And so when I see the blood, right, because we can get a mental understanding of the things of God. Maybe I'm, excuse me, one moment. Maybe, maybe we could, you know, we could, there's, we, can, we can imagine a lot of things, right? We can theorize about the things of God. We could have a, a theological uh, dissertation about the, the things of God, right? But I don't believe it says that when I, when I um, perceive what you're thinking, then I will pass. But he says, when I see it, I got to see that you do what I said. Not just have it in your mind, just not have it in your heart, but actually activate it in your body. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. I got to see it. And so I got to see that it's covering your house. 
And whoever is in your house, whoever is behind those doors, I don't, I'm not going in there to destroy it because I see a covering over you. You need to be covered in Christ because that is your protection against the judgment, right? So I didn't make this up, but I heard this years ago. It's powerful. This was a death angel sent from God to kill the firstborn. And again, I don't have time to go through it, but the scriptures talk about firstborn, secondborn, right? You must be born again of water and spirit. Nicodemus said, how can I be born again? Should I go back into my mother's womb a second time, right? Naturally thinking, well, that's impossible, almost ridiculous. But Jesus said, in John chapter 3, verse 5, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He can't even see it, verse 3. So you can't even see the things of God unless you're born of water and of spirit. And then, let alone enter into it. And so you, you want to have deeper understanding about what God has for you, about his will, about his purpose? Well, you got to be obedient. you got to be baptized. And you got to first acknowledge, here I am, Lord, repent. you got to first repent. And then you've got to be baptized in Jesus' name, and then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But to even just see and recognize the things of God, it's got to come through obedience to plan of salvation. We'll get there. I'm, I'm hurrying. And so a death, an, an angel sent from God could not enter that doorway if he saw blood. So if an angel from God cannot go through that doorway, then Satan can't touch you. Satan has no power. So they, behind that doorway, they knew who they were. Their identity was sealed. I am a child of the Most High God. I am of the tribe of Almighty God. I, I am of this royal priesthood. I am a nation of God protected by his blood. When the blood of, that was covered over that door, there was an identity behind that door that they knew who they were. We are obedient followers of the one Almighty God. Oh, hallelujah. I, I well, love the word of God. This is the word of God. Wonderful and powerful. I need to be covered with Christ. I need, I need to be covered, amen, uh, 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 by, his, by his spirit and by his blood, right? Exodus, or Isaiah, this is a wonderful one. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 1. Isaiah 30 and 1 says, Woe unto the rebellious children, saith the Lord, that take counsel, but not of me, that they cover with a covering, but not of my spirit. I need to be covered by his spirit. I need to be covered by his blood. I need a covering, amen. There was a marriage supper, right, that, that the king went around to greet his guests, but one of his guests that were there did not have the right garment covering them. I need to be covered by the blood of Jesus. Well, what are you talking about? What are you preaching about? Well, Isaiah 53 and verse, uh, 50, Isaiah 53 talks about this one Jesus, th talks about the Lamb of God, talks about the one that came, amen, that God manifested himself in the flesh. We, we had a Bible study this morning in the prison, and uh, we, were, uh, we were talking about uh, this particular parable, 
And, and the young man was saying, well, uh, I, I want to obey the word of God, not what Jesus says. I said, wow, that's powerful, powerful question. So we went to John 1, where it says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. And then in verse 14, it says, and the word was made flesh. So, <laughs> I don't have time to go through it all, and I know I can get off into tangents. So, right, honey, I got I to gotta stay coarse here. Uh, <laughs> that word that was God became flesh. And so Jesus, whatever he says, he was God manifest in the flesh, is going to be this word. Amen. I can trust his word. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. It says of Jesus that he was, he was uh, despised, rejected of man, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. We did esteem him stricken, smitten of God. But he was wounded for our transgressions. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. In the book of Genesis, there was an uh, innocent animal that was shed in order for mankind to be covered. The blood of an animal can never wash away our sins. But Jesus became that lamb of God that robed himself. Almighty God robed himself as flesh. He went to the cross. He took upon he who knew no sin. Almighty God laid upon him the iniquity of us all. Boy, that's a celebration. Oh, that is a revolution. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah for saving me from my sins. Thank you, Jesus, for taking all of that away. Thank you, Lord, for, 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 for yes, for, yeah, the, the enemy wanted to steal my identity. identity. The enemy wanted to make me live in guilt and shame, but you came along and you went to the cross so that you, I could surrender all of that to you. Musicians can get ready to come. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 10 says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. Isaiah chapter 61 and 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with jewels. There is a robe of righteousness. Hallelujah. Oh, there is a robe of righteousness. There is a garment of salvation. There is a covering, amen, that you and I can put upon. You and I can wear. I love the story in uh, Luke chapter 15. And Luke chapter 15 talks about this this prodigal son talks about this, this man that, that uh, 
comes to his father and says, Lord, uh, uh, Dad, I, I want everything that's mine. I, 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 want, I want all my inheritance, and I want it now. And so this young man comes, and uh, is it Luke? Yeah, Luke chapter 15, I believe, verse 11. And uh, give me the portion of my goods. And, and the Bible says that he wasted his substance. He, 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 uh, he, he just spent it all, and, and then he found himself wanting. He found himself actually trying to take food from the pigs, that, that there wasn't enough for him to eat. And then the Bible says in verse 17 that he came to himself. Where are you, Adam? <laughs> you got to recognize where you're at first. If you've not been obedient to the word of God, then there's no day like today. If you've not been, if you're not repentant of your sins, well, there's a God that says if you Confess your sins. I'm faithful to forgive. The, the, the word of God was to repent and to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins and the promise you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This young man came to himself, and he begins to remember his father, begins to remember the house of his father. It actually doesn't remember the house. If you read it, he says he began to think about his father. I go, I will arise and go to my father. I'm not going to go to the house, but I'm going to go to my father. He recognized, he remembered who his father was. I'm not worthy to be called the son. I'm going to have him make me. Wow, that's where transition starts. Lord, make me into whatever you need me to do. Lord, I'll yield to, to your word. No, Lord, I'll yield, amen, to, to whatever you ask of me. And the Bible says that when the, when the father saw him, that he ran to his son. He had compassion upon him. I'm thankful I serve a God that is full of compassion, that is full of mercy, that is willing that none would perish, that wants to bring restoration. And the Bible says that, that, that he said, the son said, I'm no worthy to be called a son. It's almost as though the father didn't even hear it. I'm sure he heard it. But the father said, bring forth the best robe. Put it on him. Give him a ring and put shoes on his feet. Cover him with a godly robe. Cover him, amen. And so maybe, maybe, you've, maybe you're coming back. Maybe you've gone astray. Maybe you've come to God for the first time. Maybe you never heard this message before, but, but in the garden, they, they couldn't cover themselves. They needed God to intervene, and, and there had to be death. There had to be blood, and there was a covering. Children of Israel were leaving Egypt, and, and, and um, God said, if we're going to leave this place of sin, we're going to have to put some blood on the door, and, and that'll get you out. And Joseph, even Joseph, he, he made mention of it. You'll find in the book of Acts somewhere where Joseph, uh, he made commandment concerning his bones. He said, make sure my bones don't get buried in Egypt. I don't want any part of that old lifestyle. God wants to set you free. God wants to deliver your bones. Amen. God wants to deliver your spirit, your whole mind. Oh, help me somebody this morning. God has a covering. God has a robe of a, a, a garment. Hallelujah. God, God has something powerful. Bible says in Galatians chapter 3, verse 27. Galatians chapter 3, verse 27. I'm reading from the Amplified. For it said, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, to spiritual union and communion with Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, have put on, clothed yourself with Christ. 
King James reads, for as many have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. I am baptized into Christ. The Bible says that my life is hid in Christ. And so when, when and again, I don't have time to go through all the scriptures, but on the day of Pentecost, when Peter's preaching, the Holy Spirit is poured out. Peter says in Acts chapter 2, these are not drunk as, as you suppose, verse 15, but this is that which the prophet Joel said, I will pour out my spirit on the last days. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Old men shall dream dreams. I will pour out my spirit in those days. Peter begins to preach to them about Jesus Christ, about the one that came. They didn't know who he was. That young man in the Bible, he didn't know who he doesn't know who he is. But we're going to teach about who he is. Jesus said, I'm the way, right? I'm the gate. You don't know who Jesus is, then why would you trust the gate? But I'm here to tell you that same Jesus, he says it, verse 36, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ, both Almighty God and Savior Messiah. When they heard this, they were pricked in their heart, and they said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Fig leaves aren't going to make it. No blood on the door ain't going to cut it. When I see the blood, I'll pass over. Same God today, same yesterday, today, and forever. We don't have to kill an animal. We don't have to put blood on a door. We, we don't have to go into a, into a tabernacle, a man-made tabernacle, and sacrifice all day. But blood is still have to be applied to our life. The blood is still required as a covering over our sins. I still need the blood covering me. Oh, thank God for the blood. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9, Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 22, it says, Almost all things are by the law purged with blood, for without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Unless blood, life is in, the Bible says in Leviticus that life is in the blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. What shall we do, Peter? Or they asked Peter in Acts 2, 37. And Peter said unto them, Repent. Adam, where are you? <laughs> That's the first step. I'm in the wrong place. I'm running from you. I, I, I've lost my identity, who I am. Well, I'm, I, you, you are called to be a child of God. You, you are blood-bought. The Bible says we're redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. You have purpose. Repent, and then be baptized. Immersion, that word means every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. That name is power. Jesus said it in Matthew 28, going through a lot of scriptures. Hopefully you take some of these down. I have them. We can go through them later if you need to. Matthew chapter 28, Jesus said, Go therefore baptize 
in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Name, singular name. Acts chapter 4 and 12 said, There is neither, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Peter did not make a mistake. Wherever they baptized in the book of Acts, they baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That's where the blood is applied, and then you have a, a promise attached. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I make no apologies of preaching this message. I love it. It still needs to be taught and preached because the fig leaves aren't going to cut it. The blood, if it's not on the door, is not going to save you. I need the blood applied to the doorpost of my heart. And I do that first through repentance. Because you can't be baptized if you're not repented, really. You're just getting wet. There's got to be a declaration that, God, I, I'm behind this door because I know who I am. I'm behind this door because I understand my identity. My identity is found in you. I want to be a new creature in Christ. I, I, my life is no longer my own. So re, truly, baptism without repentance is, is just getting wet. But you repent. Mean it with all your heart. You may not know everything. I didn't know everything. I'm still learning. But repent. God, forgive me. And then determine to walk another direction. Baptism in Jesus' name. The promises to you, to your children, and to all that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Right? That young man in the, in the where's your garment? Where's the wedding garment? He was speechless, the Bible says. He didn't have an answer. If you get to the other side and you didn't obey, let me tell you, you won't have an answer. You won't have an answer. They bound him. They cast him out. I, I, boy, I don't even like to read that. But that's the truth and that's the word of God. And then he said, many are called, but few are chosen. Right? As many as the Lord our God shall call. The call is being out, still coming out today. And the choosing is in obedience to the Word of God. Why don't we stand? So I, maybe I'm, I'm preaching maybe to one. I know I'm preaching to myself. I go back and remind myself, this is the truth. This is the Word of God. This is what Jesus said to do. Just, just so I've got it right and just so I have authority on the Word of God. John 3, Jesus, verse 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Nicodemus said, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time? His mother's womb. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You need the blood covered. You need to be covered in Christ.
Well, why don't we just lift our hands, lift our voice. They're going to sing. Oh, if it's just just a reminder, if it's just a oh a an acknowledgement of Lord, thank you for the truth. Why don't you come to the front? Oh, maybe it's maybe it's Lord. I, I'm not done that, but I know I need to do that. Come on, why don't you come and stand? Why, why don't we pray all together? Why don't we come to the front and pray a prayer of repentance? Why, if you find a place, God's dealing with you. Maybe, maybe you need to be baptized. You know you need to be baptized. You know you know you need to repent and make a life turn and and to surrender your life to Him because He's coming back. I don't know when, but I want to say I believe it's soon. But you want to be ready. You want to be ready. The, the, the adversary, the thief is going to come. Who wants to come kill, kill, steal, kill, and destroy? But Jesus has come that you may have life, abundant life, new life, restoration power. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's, let's seek the Lord. Maybe the church can come, be sensitive to the Lord. Maybe pray for those that are seeking. Pray for your brother and your sister. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's, let's be a body. Let, let's be a part of the body of Christ. Let's work together, hallelujah, to help somebody.